Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hope you're all well. BYU getting set for a showdown against Houston. Road game, you just heard from uh, the uh, one of the beat writers, Joseph Dorte from the Houston Chronicle who covers Houston. Said they're looking at 25%, so you're looking at about 10,000 people at that game. Which I'm sure there'll be maybe a tenth of that will be BYU fans. I'm not sure what the ticket allotment will be, but I'm sure BYU fans have been out there scouring StubHub and every other service out there trying to find tickets to this game. When you're only distributing 25%, do you have to put an allotment out for the opposing team? I would think you would have to, yeah. For family members yeah. that wanted to attend. So listen to this, man. If you're a BYU family member, this you're going to make the trip to Houston because it might be one of the few times yeah. that you get to see your kid. I, I don't know if... Or you could turn around and sell them and make a lot of money. No, man. Come on. You go see your kid. You could scalp them. Because if, if, if there is a percentage mark, you could probably hit it. If you're looking to make like 800 bucks. Or... It depends on if he's a starter or not. You know, if he's not playing, then maybe he's. And then just tell him that you were there. Yeah. Because they're not allowed to have any contact. Yeah. Because uh, if you go to one of the team hotels the night before the game, usually family's all there. Um, every, you know, families are hanging out with their kids and it's, it's, it's a pretty fun little environment at a team hotel the night before a game. Yeah, it is. Um, but all of that is a no go this year because these kids are essentially, I mean, it's not a bubble, but it's about as close as a bubble as they can be. So they're not allowed to have a lot of interaction with family members. And so, yeah, you could be like, sell those tickets and then say, Hey, Johnny, man, it was good to see you out there on the field. Good. You're right. I would do it if if my kid wasn't going to play. I might. If I could get like 800 extra bucks, I might do it. Do you want Christmas or do you want me to be there? Hey, uh, so we just had another 1,100 positive cases today. Do you think that there is going to be a game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium with fans? Uh, I do. I think that, and I haven't had a chance to read uh, a lot of what the uh, governor's, because the governor's press conference yesterday was while we were on the air. So you and I weren't able to pay close attention to it. But it did seem like it made um, – it, it did kind of pave the way a little bit for an outdoor game setting. So I, I think so, but I'm not sure. Even if you're uh, – I mean, it did mention even if you're in the high um, – not the red anymore, but whatever the, um, the high level is, it did seem like there was some allotment for – Sporting events. It would be I think tough, that's what like, it's called, high. There's high, moderate, low. Okay. Or high, medium, low. Big difference from the colors, by the way. <laughs> Lloyd. No, I'm, I was being serious. It was helpful. We're going to get an email. I was confused on the other ones. So the colors confused you, but now high, medium, and low. Now I'm good to go. Now you got to figure it out. Okay. Yes. Well, I never know, knew where to go. 
Like, man, I should avoid that area, I think. Is it red? Are we so? Are we still wearing masks? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, even if you're in medium or it's low, recommended. They want you to wear masks for two weeks. What about green? There is no green. I told you that's low. Green is low. Yellow. Think of is low as medium, go. and red is high. So what about is? Or orange is high. Oh, orange is high. Wait a minute. Did the, but I, there was it was red, orange, yellow, green. So now instead of four, you have three. Lloyd, do you have any sound of Fauci talking about it? <laughs> Stop. Yeah, you know, what'd be crazy, Scotty, is if we saw fans in Logan, but no fans in Provo. Yeah. Even though both are considered high. Yeah. But we could see that. I might need to make a phone call. On well, that. I think it's okay if, if it's high as long as you're wearing masks to have as many people together as you need. That's not true. You cannot. You can only have a gathering of 10 people. Unless you wear masks. Uh, no, that's mask included. But I think a sporting event is not a cult, is not fall under the gathering. That's a sp- That would just be like a family party in the backyard. Oh, okay. Well, that no, that straightens it all out. Okay, that makes all, that makes so much more sense to me. So that's good. So the answer to your question is, I don't know. That Most makes likely sense. if you wear masks. That makes sense. Okay, all right. So we'll go with this system for a bit, and we'll see what changes come here in a couple of weeks. We'll get our new system. I think it's mainly up to the uh, – up to the, each city's, you know, who's ever in charge. Yeah, it's going to be a zoo animal, like a sh- or like a shark is the new orange. <laughs> <laughs> An armadillo is, is the, the yellow. New, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to get in so much trouble. No, we won't. We're just, no, we're just, it's just, things are more confusing now than they were. Uh, Braden L. Bakery uh, chatted with the media. Let's listen in. One of our favorites right here on the Zone Sports Network. Hey, Bracken, uh, you guys are getting a lot of national attention. Uh, the other day, one of the players said you feel like you got a target on your back. Um, with that in mind, how big is Friday's game just to, uh, as far as the reputation of the program is at stake? Yeah, um, I, to answer that question, I would just say I feel like, I don't know who told you we feel like we have a target on our back, but I don't know if I don't, this defense doesn't play like uh, like we're looking to, to move up or down on the charts or worried about where we're going to be be ranked and, and what our reputation is going to be before and after the game. I mean, if you're the guy worrying about you have to do everything manly so that people think you're manly, then you're probably not manly. You know, we're we're a really bad defense. We play really good defense. We're we're a really tough, hard defense, and and that's how we play. That's our identity. We're not looking. We're not looking to improve or, or disprove upon our reputation because it should speak for itself about the way we play football and, and the way we, we show up on Friday. Yeah, Bracken, uh, what, what is the, the, the loss of Zoe to this season? What is that uh, kind of, how does that impact the defensive line and the, the workload it puts on you and some of the other guys in that group now? Yeah, first of all, 
Zoe's one of my one of my really good friends on the team, and and same with everybody else in the D line room. So first of all, emotionally, I mean, we really we really love him, and and he's he's our brother, and so that just hurts emotionally. Uh, even even in the game, uh, what did we play Saturday? On Saturday, we you know as soon as we'd heard the news, it was kind of like really emotional. Uh, going to the workload, he he brings a lot of really special stuff to the defensive line. As you guys know, he's a playmaker. Um, and he takes the chances that he needs to make those plays. Uh, so we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to have to try to fill in and 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 try to make the plays that uh, that we're used to him making. But we'll be okay. It, but it it does hurt. Yeah, it does it does hurt us. A lot is made about Houston being having air raid principles and things like that. You guys have had success in the past against air raid offenses. Is, is this offense you know kind of along the lines of maybe USC or? How do, how, do, how do you size them up from what you've seen from one game? No, uh, yeah, that's a good question. They've only played one game, so it's hard to glean. You know, some teams have different, uh, like, even our offense will come into a game specifically looking for one thing or the other. So you can't take it all of that. We've watched a lot of film from their previous uh, previous season as well. They're a really good football team. They're a really good football team. They're, they're, they're definitely the, of the caliber of, of some of these opponents that you, that you just named, but um, it kind of seems like they may not be as uh, as dedicated to that raid that you're speaking of, I, th- to me they seemed like a really well-rounded team. A lot of 11 personnel, uh, instead of whereas you know USC or, or one of those type of teams would be more of a 10 personnel team. Uh, but they will they will go 10 personnel. We're going to be ready either you know uh, for whatever comes our way. But to answer your question, I think they're more more real, well-rounded than than uh, some people are giving them credit for. Let's go, Jared then Jay. Hey, Bracken, good to see you. I wanted to ask about the uh, physicality. How do you feel like you guys have done to improve that this year? Because it's one of the things Kalani's talked about and how he wants you guys playing physical and violent, and, and that's been a big difference. How's that improved this year? Yeah, I mean, you guys can see it when we're playing. Uh, we're definitely more physical. We're definitely more violent. Um, that's that's a that's kind of a that's a mindset thing, obviously, and, and it's hard to change uh, – individuals mindsets but this coaching staff has done a really good job of putting us in situations where you know it's grow or die and we've grown uh our offensive line this year is is they're really strong they're really stout so they've they've sharpened us up a lot as a defensive line going going through camp uh they're tough and and it's made us tough but yeah it's it's definitely a it's definitely a mental thing and and in some of these situations it's grow or die so um, and I think that's I think Kalani's really looked to to put us in those situations and, and fostered our growth in in that area uh, particularly. Go ahead, Jack. Hey, Bracken. I just wanted to ask you about Tyler Batty, the freshman. Mm-hmm. You've been around a long time. Uh, <laughs> you calling me old? <laughs> the other day, I got a. I got a nephew that got back from a mission in Texas five years ago, and he said you were uh, you were there in the Dallas mission. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, I guess I mean. <laughs> um, anyway, no, I just want to ask you about Tyler Batty. Is he the real deal? What is he? What do you see from the young kid? Yeah, I mean, and when you look at him, right, he, he looks like you know one of the he could be one of the Watt brothers. He's he's definitely got the body for it. He's definitely got the the skill set for it. He's going to grow into a into a remarkable player, and you guys are going to be able to watch that and enjoy that and. And you're, he's going to be sitting in this chair, and you'll ask him a lot of these same questions. And yeah, he's definitely going to grow into into a really great player. 
you guys have seen that he's already a really good player and, and very very physical, very explosive off the ball. So, yeah, I, I would put him in, you know, he could be a cousin to the Watts. I mean, he's, he's a great, really great football player and really dedicated. Anytime you see uh, – I know you guys aren't really allowed to come to the practices anymore, but he spends half hour to an hour after after practice every day by himself or with whoever's going to join him. Uh, just just working his skills and working his craft, and it's it's one of the reasons he's grown so so fast. Thanks. Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah, Bracken. How, how would you assess how this season has gone? It's your senior year uh, for you personally. You're on the field, but then also all the unique aspects off the field. How how would you describe all this thus far? Yeah, I mean, if if you're talking about like the uh, the, the changing of the schedule and and the COVID things and stuff. It, it's been, it's you know it's unfortunate but but we play through it and, and life isn't always gonna give you exactly what you want but there's there's silver linings too and we've had a lot of fun and we've played opponents that we would have never played before um but yeah I've it's it's going well uh for me it's not like and and, and I know I'm I'm different than some of the guys but when I'm going into when we go into the games it's just it's the next opponent and and we're consistent, you know we go into the next game and we we really we just we do what we we do what we do it's it's the same reads. It's the same. It's the same steps. It's the same hands. It's the same um, sheds and, and tackles and stuff. And, and it's a lifestyle. I love it. I love it. I I hope to continue to play. Uh, I don't want to miss out on on any opportunity to continue to play this this football game. But yeah, I, I've, I'm happy with the way things have been going. This this staff and and the administrators have worked really hard to give us a give us a really great year. Good dude, Bracken El Uh We had a chance to chat with him earlier in the season, and uh, we certainly need to have him back on the show for sure. Really proud of how far he's come and and what he's doing right now. He's he's a great press defensive end. I, I don't right now. He's not a draft pick, but I do think that he is a camp style defensive lineman that could go in and grind and try to find a spot yeah. where he could make it. Even if it's just special teams for a bit. Even if it's just running down and, and causing havoc. He's a, he is he's a grinder and he's a special kid. You hear him talking about that defense and how they can attack that Houston offense. I can pretty safely say that I this is gonna this offense is gonna go for over twenty twenty three points against BYU's defense. So BYU is just going to have to get engaged offensively and make sure that they're able to put the points up. Sounded like he was pretty confident about it, though, didn't he? It did seem that way, yeah. Uh, talked about Tyler Batty and referenced him as one of the, uh, looks like uh, one of the Watt brothers and certainly has the frame that can do that. But he, you can tell one guy's a little older, talking about a younger guy, and wasn't about to anoint him as one of the greatest of all time, but just say, Hey, look, he's great, but he can be so much more. And if he works on it, he can be one of the best to ever play here. But he's not going to anoint him that. Uh, there was a lot of like, look, he's got work to do. And if he does that work and puts in the time, he'll be awesome. But he still needs to do that work. If, if you were to assign a grade through the first four games to BYU's defensive line, what grade would you give them? Um, Think about Kairos. You were averaging four sacks a game. I, I would imagine. I would say an A minus. Three of the four came from the defensive line. I think an A minus is about right. 
when you just throw B, out competition. Yeah, I mean B plus and, seems a little harsh. Like I think I think they deserve an A grade. I think an A minus is about right. You know, um, one thing that the Houston beat writer brought up earlier with us that I did not notice during uh, film review watching Houston and Tulane was Houston's ability to shut down Tulane's run. Just talking about the defensive line and, and what BYU's defensive line has done in, in stopping the run and, and getting pressures. Houston's defense is doing that. Houston had six sacks against Tulane. Houston shut down Tulane's run game to 70 yards. If Houston shut down BYU's run game, see, it's not as desperate this year. If BYU shut down Houston, uh, if, if Houston shut down BYU's run game, uh, that's not a feeling of desperation to me because I think that Zach is good enough in, in distribution that if you just primarily had to go to the pass game, Zach could capitalize on that. Zach could keep you in a game through the through the air if the ground is completely shut down. And then you're, you're just going to have to loosen them up until they open up a little bit so you can get some of that run game going. I do think Houston will have a harder time shutting down the run against this BYU front. Yeah. James Impey back in the lineup this week. Nice. That's good news. Yeah. That's good to hear. As long as nothing's happened in practice that I have not heard of. So that is, that's big news. James Impey back in the lineup. Uh, Joe Tukafu will go back to the bench. I, I don't know on Tristan Hodge, but Tristan Hodge, in my opinion, isn't as important to that offensive line. He can add depth at this point, but I don't even know if I'd bring him back as a starter. And by the way, that's not closing the book on on uh, Joe Tukuafu. I mean, I think he's got – you saw some really good things from him. Sure, he should be a rotation player. Yeah, I'd say give him every opportunity you can. But, yeah, bringing MP back stabilizes a lot on that offensive line. All right, we're live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4500 South State Street. Uh, look, 0% financing on seven models here, including the uh, Titan. So if you've been thinking about the getting the Titan, uh, like I have, you can get 0% financing. They'll even stretch it out to 84 months. It's going to save you thousands of dollars in interest. And uh, you're thinking, well, you know, 84 months, that's a long time. Well, imagine this. You can own it not just for 84 months. Uh, you can add three, four, five years to that. You can own tw 20 years to that, and you're going to have it covered with a forever warranty. It also includes as many miles as you want to put on it. So there's no restrictions on miles. There's no restrictions on years. You are covered. It's a forever warranty, and it's only available right here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4500 South State Street, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Nothing else matters, fellas. Every day we go to work. Football is back, and the Zone Sports Network has you covered as the Cougars continue to bulldoze through their schedule and the Utes and Aggies get set for the start of their season. You got to go faster, faster. Nobody will bring you better coverage of your team than the Zone Sports Network. This is your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. Turn me up all day. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, the zone and the zone sports network. 
Hans and Scotty, it's your Cougar Preview Show. As we count you down to BYU and Houston. Um, all right, you know what? I think we haven't done this in a while just because, I mean, let's be honest here, the level of competition hasn't been great. So uh, you want to do an over-under? I'd love it. I think it would be a great idea because I've got some ideas after watching film of what I think BYU is going to do, but I still don't think we know who BYU is. Like if this was a, a, a you know, some type of courtship with a woman, we <laughs> would be in date number two. Well, you'd be engaged by now. Well, I would have said I love <laughs> you. I, I, they, the I love you would have come out, yeah. Hey, whoa, hey. Jeez, hey. man, that was a drive-by. <laughs> well, you just have different levels of dating than the rest of us. You would have been you would have been pull, having a ring hang down from a light. I knew really quickly who I wanted to be with. Okay, guys, wasn't going to let her get away, and if she was going to get away, then I was going to make sure that I got that ring back before she did. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and if she did get away, I would follow her. <laughs> no, no, if she would have said no, I'd have just walked. Oh, and that would have been a tough one to give over. Because you had some that hurt you pretty bad. That one that one would have hurt for a long time and real deep, no question. But I feel like I would be in about a, a, a second date. I wouldn't know about her family. I, I wouldn't know about you know, like her past income issues, if she's got credit card debt, like all, all those things that come along. That's where I'm at with the understanding of this BYU football team. I just don't have a real depth of belief of what they are. Some of the, the staples, like some of the things that I can really rest on, I believe that Zach Wilson is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. So I can lean on that, and I can know that even in pressured situations, he's going to ditch on, you know, blitz recognition. He's going to ditch on his hot and, and get a couple extra yards, maybe in a third and two to extend a drive. I, I believe in those things. I'm not quite there believing that Algier – and Lopini Katoa or anybody out Finau or anybody else that comes back that you can rely on and make that run game a staple. I, I do believe in the offensive line. I just don't – I think defenses can hunker down with the right defensive linemen because these, these running backs aren't a, an elite-level running back, in my opinion. Uh, Algier is by far the better of, of any of them that I've seen to this point, though. Yeah. Um, defensively, I can't rely on anything. Like, there's nothing I truly believe in and, and understand and know in that defense. I don't, I don't believe that they're a four-sack-a-game type defense. I, I do believe that they've improved their defensive pass rush, yes. Yeah. But against good talent, I, I still don't know. Like I said, second date. I don't know those things. I haven't, I haven't asked her what her favorite – TV show is, you know, I we haven't got into that. You're basically about to just take her to see a cichlid. <laughs> I am. I'm, ta- I'm going to take her home and show her my collection of African cichlids. Yes, that's about where we're at. Impress her with some fish. Nothing says I love you like a cichlid. Well, they're entertaining. They hold their babies in their mouths. Be like. 
Look at that mother. I anticipate you will be a good mother as well. You, I love you. You too shall raise our children in your mouth. Oh, you made I the don't know. hair on my arm stand I up. I still don't know how you landed, Amanda. <laughs> I don't either. By the way, um, I know I know we have uh, we got to get to over under, but congratulations on senior night last night. It was a rough night, man. Oh, you did cry, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't because her her career is going to go on. Yeah. If that would have been her last kind of hurrah, yeah. she's got she's got a club season in front of her. But yeah. if that would have been like the last one, but you know, I get to watch her go on and and do bigger and better things. So that gave me hope to not cry, and I did okay. But it was incredible and. My wife did an amazing job with so many things, and her aunt, who um, is my my wife's sister, who's just awesome, and and um, is married into the Polynesian culture. I saw the lays, man. That was yeah. impressive. So she's married into the Polynesian culture. So my brother-in-law is is Tongan, and they know how to celebrate. Yeah, man, they know how to celebrate. She did a, a beautiful flower headdress and. We had all kinds of lays, and the parents did a great job. It was a, it was a fun night, man. It was a memorable night. The game was memorable too. It went into the fifth set, and Westlake was right there. Uh, they were going to beat Sky Ridge, and it was in the fifth set. They lost by one point in the fifth set. That was the deciding set. So that that was kind of a bummer, but it was nice to see them compete because her her volleyball team has struggled a little bit. All right, Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is time for Over Under, where we uh, take a look at some lines here and see uh, if you want to go over or under in our predictions of this or of this uh, game. So let's start with uh, let's start with Houston. Sacks on BYU quarterbacks. I'm going to set the line at 1.5. Does BYU get to Zach Wilson more than one time in this game? Lloyd, you get to jump in on this too. Yeah, I'm going to say they get two. All right. Hans is going over. I will go over as well. Lloyd? And I will go over as well. Okay. Uh, BYU sacks against Houston. Set that line at 2.5. Under. I think they get two. Okay. I'm going to go over. Lloyd? I'll take the over. All right. Clayton Toon in his first game threw for 315 yards. I'm going to back it down a little bit. I'm going to set it at 275. Over. Hands is going over. I'm going to go under. Lloyd? Over. Over. Mark uh, Marquez Stevenson. That's good. Uh, He's really good. This is the best receiver they've seen. I'm going to set the uh, receiving yards line at 89.5. Over. Um, I think he ends up in the 90s. I'm going to go over What did two. you say, 89? 89.5. It's a good line. It would be slightly over. Lloyd? Or was he 115 in game yeah. one? Yep. Yeah, since it went over on the passing, I'm gonna, you know, I'll go over. You're going over as well. That's just passing. That's not all purpose. That's just no, passing. No, just passing. Just receiving yards, yeah. Okay. Uh, Houston rushing in this game. Um, I'm going to set it at uh, 159.5 yards. I'll go under. 
So you, it's going to be through the air, huh? It's going to be through the air. If they if they move it, it's going to be through the air. Lloyd, give me the under. Um, I'm going to go over, just to try to separate a little bit. But I think we've way, already dude, been separated, by the way. Yeah, but by the way, I will tell you though, this quarterback has an ability to run. Yeah, and I, I do think Houston has some uh, some ability to run. You know, they they had. Did you say it was 100, what, 160 in the game against yep. Tulane or, or whatever it was? They've got three or four guys that can run, including Clayton Toon. All right. Uh, Zach Wilson is a 81.2% completion percentage. I'm going to back that down a little bit, um, but I am still going to set it at uh, 70.5. That's got to be one of the top in the country. What was the number on That's that again? 70.5. What did you say is current? 81.2. <laughs> I know, right? Have you? No. Have you seen through four games? Have you seen a quarterback? Uh, not through 81? four games, no. In fact, hold on. Let me see if I can um, see if I can find. 81.2% completion. Indiv- national individual player. Well, and, and when you close your eyes and you picture his throws, there's a lot of downfield throws. There's a lot of throws past 15 yards. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have nationwide leaders for completion percentage. But that's got to be tops. I can't imagine anybody over 81. You want me to go uh, first here? Yeah, Lloyd. Give me the over. Ooh, I like it. I'll I think you're going to have a high scoring affair in this game. Yeah. I'll take the under on it, Scotty. All right. Hands is going under. I am going under as well. Uh, Zach Wilson interceptions, um, point five. Does he throw an interception in this game? I will take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over. Give me the over as well. All right. Um, I did throw Algier rushing yards. He's averaging. Uh, this is his average. He's averaging ninety-seven point five yards a game. Okay. That's actually that's a surprise. I didn't think Algier would be your leading rusher this year. I did not either. Thought it'd be Katoa, but Algier's he's definitely come on. Remember after game one I told you I I think Algier's the better running back. Yeah. You could see it in his movement, acceleration. He's averaging and by the way, on fifty three carries, he's got three hundred and ninety one yards. That's a seven point three yard average. He's only getting thirteen attempts a game and averaging ninety seven yards a game. I don't think he'll have the running production in this game. Okay. So what did you set it at? I set it at 97.5. I'd go under. Okay. Uh, I'm going under as well. Lloyd? Give me the under. All right. How about this? This might be a little bit more different. They're a little bit more difficult. BYU total rushing yards. They are averaging 214 yards a game on the ground. Um, actually, I'm going to change this line a little bit since you think it's going to be so well, pass heavy. Yeah, I, but, but uh, Scotty, you've got to – you got to think about it, though. The second half of that game last week, which the game was not out of control. It wasn't like yeah. BYU had the lead and were trying to, they were trying to run out the clock and run the ball, but they only had nine pass attempts in the second half last week. I know. They had 21 pass attempts in the first half, nine in the second half. So nine. there is a tendency to want to run. What are you setting the number at? I'm going to set the number at 179.5, team rushing yards for BYU. 
Lloyd, I want you. To, I want you to go first. I, I I need to think about that. That's a really. That's right on the line. I don't even need to think about it. I'm going under. Lloyd is going under. Um, I am going over. Okay, so I got to think about this. So Houston stopped up to lane for 70 yards rushing or so. Houston is going to look at the film and they're going to say BYU wants to run. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this, Scotty. When you think about BYU's offense, as a defensive coordinator, what are you thinking you need to stop? When you think about what you've seen from Zach Wilson, what you've seen from that O-line, what you've seen from Algier, what's the first thing as a D coordinator you think, I have to stop that? Well, um, I go the Utah thing. I keep Zach Wilson in the pocket. And uh, and and I, I'm more worried about the passing attack than I am the running attack. Yeah, and, and the most potent area of passing attack comes off the play action. Correct. Zach Wilson. So if you, you're thinking if you moves. stop the run and you force him into, then you force them into the all pocket, right, all right, in in a traditional pocket. Yeah, Houston's going to come out, and I think they're going to throw the dogs at stopping the run. But I still think BYU, even with that, should get to 170. But you got it at what? 179.5. I'm going to go under. All right. But right down this yardage, 172. All right. Hands, 172. 0.5. 0.5. Okay. Uh, finally, Romney receiving yards. He's averaging over 90 yards. I put it down to 89.5. I'm taking the under. Oh, my gosh, man. That's a really good number, too. Uh, I'll go under because he – I know he was he – was banged up a bit oh yeah wisdom knocked him around a little bit yeah he banged up a bit i i haven't heard exactly what's going on i'll take the under okay give me the under as well all right there you go over under um we'll take a break come back and give you our, our predicted scores i need to think about this a little bit hans and scotty we're live here at uh, tim daly nissan in murray 4500 south state street right here on the zone sports network let's go the big show it's a big with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The columnist for the Oregonian, John Canzano, with us. I talked to people who were there when the Pac-12 network was formed. They tried with ESPN. They tried with Fox. They even tried with the Discovery Channel. There were no takers. Nobody was interested in the Pac-12 content at that time. So the Pac-12 decided to set out on its own. And the problem being, none of the presidents or chancellors, none of the people involved at conference headquarters had ever started a network before. So they made some mistakes, distribution included. And they've got no inventory now this season. All of these games prior to championship weekend are all going to be on ESPN. ESPN or Fox or FS1, so it's going to be leftovers, maybe one or two games at most for the Pac-12 Network, so I think it's pretty disappointing from a network standpoint. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hanson Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. As we wrap up the show, time to give some final predictions. Hey, by the way, remember to join the big show coming up on Friday from 2 to 7 at the warehouse, 18225 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, 
It will blow your mind. Boom. I think that's just 1825 South. We're not sending you out to Draper. So there you go. Dave uh, Christensen was just asking uh, what the line is. BYU currently at 5.5. That line's moved Ooh. a little bit. To BYU? T- uh, towards BYU. Yeah. Houston, I think, with the 15 to 20 players that are out. Yeah, that would have. Was a bit. They have not moved the over-under. It stands at 62 and a half. 62 and a half? I'll take that. I'll mm. take that. So five and a half point favorite for the Cougars of the Blue. All right, time for some final predictions. Um, you know what? The more I think about this, I think this game might not be as close as we think it, as we may have thought, or I may have thought earlier in the week. I'm going BYU 42, Houston 28. Okay. You, so you feel like BYU's defense can really hold I think this, this is going to be a two-possession score for BYU. Okay. Um, BYU wins this game. I truly believe they win this game, but I think Houston is going to put up all kinds of all kinds of fight in this thing. Uh, I'm going to go, and I want to be a little specific on this. I'm going to go 38-38 in regulation. Oh. <laughs> so help me if you hit this. I'm gonna go. This will be the greatest prediction of all time. 38-38 in regulation, and I think BYU wins 41-38 in overtime. It's funny because I was thinking 34-34 in regulation. No. (laughs) 34-30, BYU wins. What was the score, Lloyd? 34-30. It'll be close. So we're all taking BYU to win this game. I, w- I wish I knew the 15 players that were out Yeah, for Houston because if that includes their starting quarterback or if that includes Marquez or if that includes uh, Red or if that in- – there, there are a few guys that if they're out of this game, it makes it – It changes dr- things in a hurry. That's why I went 42-28. The other thing, Scotty, I, I, I think I emphasized this in a tweet on Tuesday when I was looking at Houston game film, and I want to reemphasize it here in the Cougar pregame or preview show. Houston's special teams is a problem. Houston special teams can swing the field really fast. They're, they're disciplined in their blocks, and they've got some speedsters in the punt and kick return game that ran all over Tulane. Yeah. What was the average? It was like 30-some-odd 30, 30 yards per, per punt return, and then it was 98 yards per kick return. Now, there was only one kick return, <laughs> but – 98 yards for a touchdown is pretty special. And Houston's special teams kicked to lane right in the stomach. BYU better be ready. Tomorrow on the show, Eric Weddle will join us for our NFL preview show. Uh, we'll just be uh, – uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk NFL with him, get his thoughts on what we saw last week in the National Football League, and uh, we'll also spend uh, the full two hours uh, from 12 to 2 talking nothing but the NFL. We've been live here today at uh, Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. Ty's with us. And, Ty, uh, there's a lot of things people want when they purchase a vehicle. They want to know that it's going to be on the road for a long time. They want to know that it's going to be taken care of. And when you offer a forever warranty, which means people can drive that vehicle for as long as they want, 
uh, for as many miles as they want, and it's still covered. That's that's a big deal of peace of mind right there. Oh, it's a great peace of mind, great peace of mind. And sadly, we're approaching winter, so we're we're getting you ready with your SUVs and trucks, and we have a lease special on the all-wheel drive Altima. So 0% on the, well, okay, let's talk about the Altima real quick. Yeah. All-wheel drive on that bad boy, and it's still thousands less than the competition that doesn't have all-wheel drive. That's right. It's only we have a two ninety nine lease special on the Altima all wheel drive. Brand new Altima two ninety nine all wheel drive. Includes forever warranty as well. Jeez. That thing sticks you to the road, huh? If you get a slushy mess out on the freeway, that all wheel drive really pulls you down to the cement, huh? Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, can't beat it. Uh and then there's a lot of people, myself included, that have always had their eye on a Titan. Zero percent financing for eighty four months, is that right? Zero percent Titan eighty four months. Plus thousands off. You still get discount as well. So you still get the discounts with the zero percent. Man, you guys are killing it over here. Uh, so, so you save thousands, and with that eighty-four months, you know you have that forever warranty. You're good to go. You'd last buy. truck, last truck you need to buy. <laughs> exactly, it really is. I, I wish people could really wrap their arms around the fact that with zero percent financing, a forever warranty, uh, you even have that uh, you know no worry sanitizer you put on the vehicle as well. Uh, you've got a great service staff. You can come down here with peace of mind, buy a vehicle, and know it's going to be on the road for a long time. Absolutely. Let's get down here. Ty, thanks for coming by, man. Thanks, Ty. Thank you. 4500 South State Street. It is Tim Daly, Nissan in Murray. Uh, Big show coming up next. Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.